It's time for the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. Oh, indeed. I'm glad you connected. This is Dave Johnson, voice of the Washington Wizards. You have connected to the right place because you are listening to my man, Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. It is a sad day for us here on the Kirby on Sports Podcast. The game that we love, the game that we spend every Sunday sitting in front of a television screen watching from morning till dark into the new day. It's over. The NFL football season has concluded with a Chiefs Super Bowl victory. We'll get into that matchup against the Eagles along with a recap Not too deep in depth, but a pretty good recap of the entire NFL season, what our favorite memories were. And to wrap things up, uh, we will give you the score breakdown from our playoff pick'em one last time. But first, before we begin this episode of the Kirby on Sports Podcast, we would love to thank our sponsors, as always, PM Plus Reserves, Shenandoah Primitives, Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation, Mark Francis with Icon Real Estate, Barrett Pest and Termite Services, Shenandoah Music, and Mark Lynch with Guild Mortgage. It's time for another edition of the Kirby on Sports Podcast to put a bow on top of a very great year of NFL football coverage. It all comes your way next. Stay tuned. Once again, the Kirby on Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Kirby. It's it's the end of a day as the end of the NFL season has come. It is now towards our off season, but we're going to wrap this up with a bow on top because it was such an amazing NFL football season. Um, and we'll get into that plus a full recap of the Super Bowl. Not waste, wasting any more time. Dan, unfortunately, cannot be uh, with us, but we have the Swiss Army knife, Carlos Martinez. Good evening, my friend. Hello. How you, how you feeling? Just normal. <laughs> I mean, nothing, nothing, nothing new's happened. Well, you see that Super Bowl parade, Patrick Mahomes was like, man, they called this our rebuilding year. We're the Super Bowl champs for our rebuilding year. I'm not coming on here. I'm not going to brag. I'm not going to be brandiocious. I'm going to be mild mannered. I'm not going (laughs) to screw that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Yes. 
Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. The Chiefs are back on top of the mountain the way the NFL should be. Wow, my mic is not holding its position right now. There we go. But but I celebrate. Let the confetti fly. Yes. Yes. Let the confetti fly. Let it fly. Yes, indeed. Oh, my. Hey. Well, cry, Eagles, cry, my boy. They're sitting here making excuses all week, but guess what? It doesn't change the fact that we're the champions, baby. Let's go. I, I thought this was a rebuilding year, though. No, it was never a rebuilding year, only for you stooges who didn't believe, thought that it was a rebuilding year. I told you, I told you all, the Chiefs are still that team okay they bear they you don't go to the afc championship five times in a row and not be that team go to three of the last four super bowls winning two of them and are not that team put some respect on the chief's name yeah i i don't think bart scott did that either yeah a lot of people didn't the whole fox crew those jabronis oh my chair's <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> the jabronis they picked the eagles but the chiefs on top a lot of people hated on them i watched that uh super bowl parade and man they were going crazy i think patrick mahomes he probably had a couple drinks in him carlos i saw video that he handed the lombardi trophy to just a random fan and he got to actually hold it i'm like and patrick walks off i'm like what is he doing Sorry, I'm having a situation here. <laughs> um, well, Carlos is having a situation, but I did see that video that um, Mahomes handed the Super Bowl trophy off to just a random person in the crowd, and he walks off. And I'm not sure if you saw that clip or anything, Carlos, but I thought yeah. that was pretty That's interesting. It's not relevant. It's not relevant. That's not relevant. Who cares? Not- Who cares? The city, the, the city, you know, Kansas City, you know, the Kansas Cityans deserve to touch it. They deserve yeah. to. Well, no, I'm just alluding to the fact that it was probably a very special day in Kansas City for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Tell it, me something I don't know. <laughs> the crowd was crazy, and it was a spectacular day. But, Carlos, I guess let's just recap this Super Bowl for one final time. Um, starting off here, I, I, I'm going to sort of go down the drives briefly I'm really having an issue here well keep keep talking <laughs> well carlos is having an issue so i will continue to try to get things um situated until carlos is set but the eagles they started off they got the football to start the game in this super bowl and um i'll, I'll just say first and foremost chris stapleton amazing yeah, national anthem. That was incredible to see him do the national anthem. But getting back into the action of the game, the Eagles started off. They had a very long 11 play, 75 yard drive with four minutes, 51 seconds possession time on the first drive of the game to drive in for a touchdown. So that started things off. And then immediately, I'm like, the Eagles, they're looking pretty darn good. Are the Chiefs going to be able to match what they just did? And the Chiefs go out in 
sort of my concern after I explained that they had a six-play, 75-yard drive with three minutes in 12 seconds possession. It felt like the Eagles were on the field more that first drive, even though it's like a minute in change difference. And it just looked like they were getting the Chiefs defense tired. And the Chiefs offensively went out there and, you know, did razzle-dazzle magic and went out there and tied the football game with three minutes, 12 seconds possession time. It's like, here we go again, the Chiefs defense coming out there. Do they have enough rest in them to hold the next possession for the Eagles? And they did that. The Eagles three plays negative four yards, two minutes, 11 seconds possession time to force a punt. Then I'm like, here we go. This is a perfect opportunity for the Chiefs to come out and get one on the Eagles because they weren't able to match another touchdown to go up by seven. So seven plays 42 yards later, the Chiefs wind up in field goal territory and Harrison Butker misses a field goal. And the Eagles answer with a five-play, 68-yard drive, two minutes, 32 seconds position, and the Eagles get on the board 14-7. to uh, I mean, the first quarter, uh, the entire game whatsoever, it was just very exciting to see. And it was good that it was so close the entire football game, and I just really enjoyed the entire thing. But just starting off that first quarter, it the, there was a mistake there, a missed field goal that I thought could hurt the Chiefs, ended up not hurting the Chiefs. But uh, just give me your thoughts there on that, Carlos. Uh, I mean, yeah. The, I mean, that's basically how it went. It was basically just... Uh... The Eagles had a you know a decent first drive, you know, uh, kind of set the tone on how the day was pretty much going to go, pretty much how that whole first half was going to go. Um, and the Chiefs basically responded very well on that first drive. You know, they moved the ball down the field pretty effort, effortless, effortlessly. Jeez, um, and you know, um, yeah, and of course the big touchdown to Travis Kelsey doing the stanky leg, you know, throwing it back to, you know, back when I was like in high school. <laughs> Um, it was, uh, it was, it was awesome. It was a, you know, it was a great first drive. And then of course, you know, the, you know, the chiefs defense, you know, holds up pretty well on that, you know, on, on the Eagles second drive. And then they drive down the field, getting a field goal range. Andy Reid decides he's not going to be aggressive on fourth and three, I believe it was. And, uh, sends the field goal unit out. Of course we know Butker who has been kind of shaky all season. Uh, granted he was dealing with a high ankle sprain earlier in the season that kind of threw him completely off all season. Um, you know, of course, he injured his ankle at Arizona on the first week of the season. So there's that. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, he 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 misses that field goal. It goes, you know, it doinks off the, you know, the well, it goes left basically. It doinks off the left, uh, you know, upright, and uh, you know, then it just kind of set in motion, you know, this kind of feeling of the Eagles might run away with this is what it it's, started. It seemed that way for quite some time, given that the second quarter, the chiefs only had two punts. The Eagles did have a fumble though, to tie the game up. 
I think that in a way hurt the Eagles, but not as much because this game was just no, 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 no. That's forth. ultimately what ended the game for the Eagles. When you really think about it, they gave away seven points there. They lost by three. Had Jalen Hurts not given that fumble up, they would have won by four if if all things had gone had continued. So ultimately, yeah. that was the difference in the game. That's the only big mistake that any of the quarterbacks made. There was no interceptions. There was no other real big mistakes. And honestly, there was a chance that there was a second one. You know, Bolton uh, almost brought back a second, you know, um, fumble for a touchdown. Uh, but, of course, it didn't count. Um, so to, to me, it's th- that, that that's what it is. That was the biggest play of the game. That was the game-winning play score essentially i mean we all know it was the butker field goal but like essentially like jalen hurts doesn't give that up the chiefs don't win the game yeah now that i'm looking at it from that perspective i i can agree with you there for sure um just going off randomly though we saw this more in the second half but what the hell was the issue with the playing field jalen hurts had to change his cleats everybody was slipping and sliding The problem was here's the issue is that at least this is what from everything that i've seen okay is that they because you know arizona's got one of those stadiums that you can roll the grass out and all that stuff they decided to try and regrow the grass for the super bowl the problem is when you do that you cannot grow grass in two weeks okay because they essentially started doing this you know around or or, you know after uh the championship games is when they and this when they begun to uh, redo that whole entire field the the thing is is that there's not enough root structure is everything that i've seen you know talking about the field is that the 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 reason why it was so slippery is because the grass was not allowed to really like cement its roots into the ground it's very shallow they, they didn't get any deep strong good roots that it's going to hold and not give so easily that's what the problem was with the field and then on top of that they put on the paint and all that stuff and it made it a little more slick so because you saw the, the the main parts of the field where people were slipping were where the Super Bowl logo was or the NFL logo was. That's where people were mostly slipping at. Yeah, it, it, I, I understand they're trying to grow it nice and thick, but why even attempt in two weeks? Well, it's, I, I, don't ask me. This is the NFL, man. I don't man. understand it. I just don't. They, I mean, it's. let's think about it. Last year... They were in a turf stadium. The year before that, they were in Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay at, doesn't doesn't do, you know, they they yeah they know what they're doing with their stadium. I guess you could say. The year before that, they were in Miami, you know, a place again where they don't where they can't necessarily tear it up and all that stuff, right? Yeah. It's just one of those things where Arizona, because they can move the. I guess the the grass outside of the stadium and all that stuff, they just feel like they can do that because it's not just solidified into the ground already. What we may, but not- also, I mean, Arizona was uh, had was, I mean, week one, the Chiefs complained about the field. The field just has not been good all season. Yeah, I I feel like that should be addressed in every Super Bowl, the field condition, because I just don't think it's right that players are slipping. And yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, what's the difference between a bad field and, say, a snow game and a rain game? You know, it, ultimately, it's like there is no advantage for any team in that situation. And the perfect conditions, you know, uh-huh. stuff is just not 
it's not really relevant, honestly. Like, you just got to kind of play through it. So it's like, oh, well, you know, it sucks to suck. Both teams have to play on this field. It doesn't give anybody an advantage. Yeah, but that was another point I wanted to bring up. But um, going back to the game, obviously, Patrick Mahomes re-injures his ankle. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, the Chiefs are down and Patrick Mahomes tweaked his ankle. I'm like, could this be it for the Chiefs? And then I'm like, you know, this has happened before. Patrick Mahomes is not sitting out. They still have hope. And well, it's it's more of like this one looked a little different. Yeah. Because he definitely he was just in and it looked like he was just in, in more pain than we had ever seen him on, you know, in. And you saw his reactions when he got to the sideline. You know, it just didn't look good. And at that point, you know, the Chiefs were down seven. Yeah, they were down by a touchdown. At that point, it was 21-14 um, because, of course, this was post-Jalen Hurts fumble. And then, of course, they came back and scored on a very long drive. The Chiefs' offense was barely on the field. I think they only ran 18 plays in the first half, which is insane. Um, you know, and the Chiefs' defense at that point was exhausted because they had been on the – you know, because they <laughs> – them scoring on defense was to their detriment in a way because they didn't get a break. You know, it's uh, they didn't get time to get, get off the field. They immediately had to get back on and try to stop this Eagles offense Mm -hmm. again. Um, But yeah. So, you know, you know, Mahomes comes out and uh, you know, goes for a little scramble, gets tackled. It didn't necessarily look like it was a bad twist or anything like that. I didn't necessarily see anything terrible or egregious that, you know, the defender did. Um, But it it was just enough to tweak it. Um, And from people, um, you know, from other NFL players who have had high ankle sprains from everything that they've said um, is that it's that, that this happens that like, you know, when you got that, you know, you know, ankle sprain that like you'll get hit and like it, it'll sting really, really bad. But then like after like maybe, you know, 20, 30 minutes, like it's fine. It's back. It's back. And you're, and you're good to go. And that's, that's essentially what it looked like happened is that like, it, it just like he, he agitated it more than re aggravated it. It, it. And, uh, you know, he just needed, you know, just time. And which obviously he had plenty of, because that was the last time he saw the field for until the second, the start of the second half. So, uh, he, he had enough time for, for that ankle to kind of calm down and, you know, for him to just kind of like stretch it out and keep it moving. Well, it, it looked like there were points where Mahomes was like hobbling, sort of favoring that ankle, but that didn't stop him from making this pretty impressive I mean, run. Kirby, we saw him like, like we already saw this, you know, no, like, I, I understand. We, we've I, seen it all playoffs. So it's just like, I don't he, like, we don't have to keep pointing it out. No, what, what I'm trying to say is like, if that was me and I tweaked my ankle, I couldn't run. Like, yeah, well, that's because you're not Patrick Mahomes. He's one of one. We yeah, all know this. He's an alien, my dude. He's an alien. Do, uh, and from this point, moving forward, is it, is it a bad idea to bet against Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs? I mean, if you are were already betting against him, you you're a stooge. I don't know why anybody would bet against him. I mean, again, this is the guy who scored in 13 seconds against the Bills. Yeah, 
Like, sure, he came up short against the Bengals a couple of times, but I mean, it's like, why would you bet against this man? That's what I didn't understand about everybody is why was everybody not factoring in the Mahomes factor? I understand that he was on a hurt ankle, but like he had two weeks to heal up. Come on, like let's let's use common sense here. Absolutely. So going through the third quarter, 10 plays, 75 yard drive for the Chiefs to um give them a touchdown. Eagles leading um uh, matching back with a field goal, 17 plays, 60 yards, then a Chiefs touchdown to go up by one, nine plays, 75 yards, and then it's the fourth quarter, an Eagles short, a uh, quick punt, a touchdown, a three play five yard touchdown because Kadarius Tony, he like switched directions, went back the other way on a huge punt return for the Chiefs. I feel like that just was a huge momentum build as well for this Chiefs team, having the short field to work with, an easy touchdown and and then the Eagles come back after that to tie it up, a place 75 yards. But in the end, the Chiefs had the football last. And I heard, I heard a lot of people, including my family members, say this game might come down to who has the football last. And in this case, that's what happened as um, Harrison Butker nailed what was essentially the game-winning field goal in there was just not enough time for the Eagles to try to come back and win the Super Bowl. Yeah, you're kind of yada yadaing over things. We have to go back. Okay, so obviously we go in a halftime. It's 24 to 10. You know, it's looking like the Eagles might run away with it. It actually started looking like, and, you know, obviously we're not sure, okay, how is Patrick Mahomes' ankle at this point? So we're not entirely sure how the – um how the um well no it was more of like you know maybe some of these predictions of uh the eagles running away with it you know like felice you know of course the owner of anthony's pizza who was on our um super bowl pregame show um uh, he you know he predicted what was it 41 42 17 something like that i was like oh man is this really about to happen here um so it was it was definitely kind of a a uh you know, a, a sombering moment is the word I'm looking for here yeah. um, of, of thinking maybe this just isn't going to happen. Maybe the chiefs aren't the team of destiny that we thought they were. Um, maybe the Eagles just have too much talent to overcome. Like our defense is struggling to make a stop here. Um, and, you know, but you had to have a little faith because, you know, the chiefs are, you know, despite what Peyton Manning says that there's never any time to actually make any adjustments, we constantly see it with the Chiefs. They make great halftime adjustments all the time. I and agree. this time they had over 30 minutes to really try to figure this out. And obviously, if you listen to, you know, interviews with Patrick Mahomes, if you listen to, you know, the New Heights podcast with Travis Kelsey, and just uh again, the post-game uh, you know, uh press conferences with all the other players is that what happened in that locker room was them kind of coming to the realization that they weren't playing like themselves. They weren't having fun. They weren't, you know, and on top of that, they weren't, you know, um, the, the, the chief's offense just wasn't really on the field. I mean, the, it was like a 22, 22 to eight 
you know, differential in terms of minute above possession time, you know, the Eagles having 22 minutes and the chiefs having only eight minutes of possession. Um, it, 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 it just didn't necessarily, you know, the chiefs just didn't get opportunities to really, you know, go out there and put up points. Yeah. And that's credit to the Eagles for, you know, you know, for, to the Eagles defense who played, I, I think they played a pretty good first half. I mean, they, they pretty, aside from giving up that touchdown to Travis Kelsey, I mean, they pretty much held the chiefs in check, you know, and then, you know, you got to credit the, you know, the aggressiveness of Nick Sirianni and in, in that offense uh, for constantly going for it on fourth downs and, you know, and obviously having that scrum play, that's absolutely unstoppable. Um, and, you know, the, and the Eagles extending their drives for longer and longer, having these long drives. I mean, they, they were definitely in control going into the second half. But of course, the Chiefs knew, hey, we get the ball in the first, uh, you know, to start the second half. Like, let's go. Like, you know, we can quickly change this around. We're, you know, that was our worst half of football in a while. And we're only down by 10. We score, we're down by three. And we just got to keep going. Like, like we know we're better than this team. And that's what happened. They came out and they started playing for each other. They started playing for, you know, they started having fun. They started doing what they do. Come out and, they, you know, uh, um, who was it that scored? Pacheco scores on that first drive coming out. And, you know, it's it's all of a sudden it's 21-24. The, the pressure's on the Eagles. And, you know, then, of course, they – I, I can't remember. Did they make the stop on the next drive, or did the Eagles score? I believe they made the stop. No, 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 no. no. Uh, the Eagles uh, came down, kicked the field goal. I yes, that's yeah, right. Kicked that's the field right. goal. Yes, and then get you know gave you know at that point it's only a six point game. Is it a six point game? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then it was, it was 27 21. Yeah. You know, and then that's when um, the Chiefs came down scored on that beautiful, you know, well, well-designed play, uh, with Kadarius Tony of him going in motion. You know, you see the, uh, you see the defenders, smart. you see the defenders, you know, communicate, think that he's going to go across the field. They quickly snap the ball during that communication. And it just completely breaks down because, you know, Kadarius Tony basically hides behind Travis Kelsey. And of course they're going to focus on Travis Kelsey here. They double Travis Kelsey, leave Kadarius Tony wide open. And he goes, and he basically walks in for the touchdown, of course, to, you know, the chagrin of all giants fans out there in the world, because of course they had this dude on their roster, but of course there and it's not like he didn't have health he, he was struggling to, you know with some health stuff over here in kansas city but you know he he, he made it to the super bowl you know and then uh, of course you know they you know at that point they're up by one it's 28 you know 2027 um i'm sitting there thinking oh my god is my score prediction going to hit here and they kick it you know uh you know the the eagles get it the eagles don't do anything with it they quickly punt the ball you know, Kadarius Tony has that fantastic return, like as you alluded to, um, you know, where, you know, he's going to, towards one side. They try to tackle him. He bounces off the tackler and then, you know, starts going, you know, brings it across the field to the other side. And he's just got a wall of Chiefs, you know, players, you know, blocking for him and almost scores. Of course, it gets down to the five, like you alluded to. And, um, you know, and then they and the, the crazy part is they it it looks like the play was very identical, but it turns out that that touchdown to Sky Moore, Sky Moore's first NFL touchdown, which is insane. 
Um, it turns out that that was a busted play, and they showed it on uh, on inside the uh, the the NFL um, how that on the sideline Andy Reid was trying to call a timeout before that touchdown play happened. Uh, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes realized they were in the wrong formation, so he just called motion over to uh, Sky Moore. And Sky Moore basically did the same thing. I pretended like he's going in motion. He's going to cut across the field, which is something the Chiefs looked like they had done all season. And you could tell the Eagles defense had prepared for that. They did the same thing. They communicated to shift over. And while they're communicating to shift over, they the Chiefs snap the ball, run the play. Sky Moore wide open for the touchdown on the other side. It was not the same play. It was, it was a broken play that Patrick Mahomes kind yep. of – uh audible into and of course at that point the chiefs are up 35 27 and i'm just like oh my god my final score prediction has hit and i'm like oh man but then you look at the clock there's like 10 minutes left i'm like oh it's not gonna hold it's not gonna stand um and of course as we saw you know then jalen hurts has the great response um you know marching his team down the field but when they score and of course he scores the touchdown and he scores the two-point conversion um yeah you know he scored the octopus um but it, you know, I, I looked at the clock and I was like, ah, oh, they left like five and a half minutes left. I'm like, that's a lot of time for Patrick Mahomes. He, they might have messed up here because I was expecting them to have a long drive and leave us with like two minutes left. But also there was a sense of security at that point because we're like, OK, you know, it's 35, 27. We can't lose the game here. Right. The, the best that the Eagles can do is tie. And we know we're going to get the ball back you know, at least like we're going to get the ball back with at least two minutes left because at that point, the longest drive was like seven and a half minutes. So we knew that we were going to get at least three to two minutes left for Patrick Mahomes to kind of do what he needed to do. Um, And of course, you know, I think the biggest play of the game, aside from, of course, the fumble, I think it was that Patrick Mahomes scramble um, that, that, you know, that he had. Um, where he just outran the whole entire uh, defense, uh, defensive line, you know, moves moves up in the pocket, sees a you know wide open space. Everybody was covered on that play, um, and he just scrambles for I believe twenty six yards, and you know gets down, get gets us into field goal range, and of course comes up. He's wincing a little bit, but you know you could tell he was fine, um, you know. And then of course the penalty happens. We all know. Uh, you know, I gave my thoughts on that during our post game show. Uh, you know, I, I, I do believe it was, it was a soft penalty, but by the letter of the rule, you got to call that, I guess. I mean, you were letting, you were letting go of some pretty, you know, much more egregious stuff, you know, especially earlier in that drive with Bradbury on Juju Smith Schuster as well, where he clearly was doing pass interference on that play and they didn't call that. Um, but they're going to call a little Jersey pool, uh, again kind of showing the inconsistency of refing this season um so uh, so you know obviously it came to the benefit of my team but i can understand why people are very frustrated with that call um because if that was called on the chiefs like i'd be very frustrated as well so i totally understand it um but you know and, and then of course you know M- mckinnon who has the opportunity to score a touchdown and you know you know which is always a big deal in the super bowl does the veteran move and does not score you know goes up you know short on the one at that point philadelphia doesn't really have any timeouts left um and you know the chiefs kind of bleed it down to eight seconds left you know kick the game-winning field goal at that point and then you know of course it gives jalen hurts one last chance and you know people saying that like he didn't have the arm strength at that point. He slipped. He Jalen Hurts slipped on that Hail Mary. You can see it. He slipped. 
Um, and of course that was game and, you know, the chiefs, you know, world champions again. Uh, thanks to Jarek McKinnon only had three, have having three receptions. My par lay failed me in the Super Bowl. He, he needed to get 3.5 and he only got three, but regardless, I, I think it's pretty funny, Carlos, how <laughs> that I, I didn't even realize this, but that Melvin Gordon's the Super Bowl champion. Yeah, he rode he, the practice squad. <laughs> yeah, he didn't do jack squat. But no. <laughs> that I thought that was funny because he got released from the Broncos, obviously signed to the Chiefs. And I saw that. I thought that was pretty funny too. But um I I I think it was just a very great game. And you saw it on um YouTube Reels, the Kirby on Sports Podcast. Kelsey Nicole Nelson said, we need a good Super Bowl. And I feel like that's what we got in this game and just a perfect ending to a great NFL. All well, others would disagree with you. The discourse I've seen is that the game was good up until the end. And that end was anticlimactic. And uh, a lot of people were disappointed with the ending just because it was made on a ref's call. Um, of yeah, course, I, 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 I of course, I of course disagree. I think this was a great Super Bowl. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I think, you know, a lot of, you know, a, a lot of people stepped up from, you know, of course, Jalen Hurts, you know, who damn well could have also won the, you know, the Super Bowl MVP on the losing side because he was, he was insane. He was playing out of his mind. The best game I've ever seen the guy ever play, you know, to, you know, this Chiefs defense who, you know, as you know, full of rookies who really stepped up and 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 made the you know made the plays when they needed to, um, you know, to uh, you know, this wide receiving core of Kansas City who you know wasn't really doing much in the first half, but then in the second half, Juju Smith Schuster comes alive, Sky Moore scores his first touchdown, Kadarius Tony scores, you know, and 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 really kind of showed that hey, like Ty- yes, yes, Tyreek was a big part of our offense before. But this, but but just because he's gone, like don't like he wasn't everything. We still have Patrick Mahomes, and as long as we put some talent around him, he's going to he, he's he's like Brady and Manning. He's gonna he's gonna you know you know you know he's gonna he's, he's gonna raise these ships with his tide. He's he's gonna bring people up to a new level, and you know it was it was awesome to see just how how great you know a lot of these young players you know did and of course like Jalen Hurts being one of them like I said earlier you know Jalen Hurts is only 24 years old like the, that dude is just starting out and he was playing out of his mind so I I I thoroughly enjoyed the Super Bowl I don't think the ending I don't think the the, the call should really take away from anything um because at the end of the day this is football and you know that's part of the game you're, you're gonna get some calls you're not gonna get some calls it is what it is Absolutely. Um, it's just, I just can't believe it's over. Um, it was a very, very exciting season. Um, I understand why you say some people think it was anticlimactic because of the refs call neither here or there. I mean, like well, it's just like anybody saying that that call you know, is why the Eagles lost. That's not true. You guys didn't stop them at all throughout the whole game. Hell, you guys, Patrick Mahomes' only incomplete pass was, you know, 
I mean, like he only he he only had one incomplete pass in the second half. Like you guys didn't stop the Chiefs at all. Like there was ample opportunities for you guys to 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 run away with this game, to shut this game down. You guys had plenty of opportunities in the second half, and you guys didn't do anything. You know, you guys only scored eleven points in the second half. Like, like what are we doing here? You know, like my thing is is that like this game, this play is not, you know, this call is not as egregious as the non-call in New Orleans a few years ago with that missed pass interference, you know, when the Rams and Saints played, you know, like this is like, like it was a hold. It was a hold. It was a little, it was a light hold. I personally wouldn't have called it, but it was a hold. Like you guys can't argue it. Bradbury already came out and said, Hey, it was a hold. Like, <laughs> like, like I thought I was going to get away with it, but I didn't. And it is what it is. But again, that play did not, you know, did it maybe rob, you know, the, the, the Eagles of a chance to, to respond with a two, you know, with less than two minutes left in the game. Sure. But I mean, there's no guarantee that they were going to be able to go down the field like that, you know, it, because uh, essentially throughout the whole entire game, like, yes, the Eagles were moving down the field, but they were moving down slowly, methodically at this point, they were not going to have any timeouts and they were going to have to make some big plays and sure. They were only going to have to get into field goal range, but I, I don't know. It's just like, it, did, did it, do we really think that the Eagles were going to get it? Who who knows? But at the end of the day, it just didn't happen. So it is what it is. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I know we've been talking a lot about the Chiefs and how the Eagles only put up the, that many number of points in the second half. But, I, I mean, this Eagles team showed a lot of heart. And I don't want to take anything away from the Eagles because they had a very great performance. And I, I just feel like offensively, fine. they had a great performance defensively. They really struggled. I, I agree they with really, that. really, really struggled. They, they didn't sack the homes once. I don't think. No, they got zero sacks, put it on a t-shirt and we did. Um, and, um, <laughs> and yeah, it was, um, I mean, Gannon, this has been Rich Gannon's biggest flaw all season that I've seen a lot of Eagles fans talk about. He is terrible, terrible at uh, at adjusting, at halftime adjustments. He saw this constantly. And again, you can't fault the Eagles for their opponents. But when you really, you, you know, but again, break it down. They did not, who was the last great quarterback they played before Patrick Mahomes? It was Dak Prescott. What did Dak Prescott do? Dak Prescott lit that team up, you know, and sure. And again, the, you know, they, there was no Jalen Hurts in that game, but nobody on that defense was injured. So they had everybody there and they could not stop the Dallas offense. And that's why I had a lot of faith in this chiefs offense, because I'm just like, man, like if our offense, who's basically just CD lamb, Tony Pollard, you know, can, you know, was put up that many points against this defense, you know, how much is how much can Patrick Mahomes put up? And we saw Patrick Mahomes lit them up in the second half, carved them up left and right. You know, these guys couldn't get anywhere close to the ball. There was no pass breakups, nothing like that. You know, they had nothing for Patrick Mahomes. Again, he only had one incompletion in the second half. So once he got going, that was it. That was game. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. Um, 
Yeah, I'm not sure what the Eagles are going to do now because their offensive coordinator, Shane Steichen, just got a head coaching job in Indianapolis, and Jonathan Gannon just took the head coaching job in Arizona. Yeah, Arizona, really, really great hire there. Yeah, you're going to get the guy who got completely exposed at the Super Bowl. Yes, yes, that's the guy you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and here's Eric Bieniemy. It's just not Listen, getting the fact that he has he still not gotten shot. a head coaching job. It, it came out today. The only team that interviewed him for a head coaching job was the Indianapolis Colts, and yet they give it to the the, the Super Bowl losing, you know, offensive coordinator. Yet this guy's got two rings, you know, sitting on his you know mantle. It's insane. It's it's absolutely insane that Eric Bieniemy still can't get a shot at a head coaching job. Um, and it's, and just because, you know, the, the, the feeling is, is that, uh, you know, it's Andy Reed's offense and not his, but in reality, it's Eric B offense, you know, Andy Reed calls some plays, but Eric B also calls plays too. Uh, it's been admitted by Andy Reed and by Patrick Mahomes. And the fact that they're still holding this against him shows that, you know, it's, you know, it's just not. It's 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 be you know this whole thing is just BS and that they're just like giving jobs to people who don't necessarily deserve it. What did what what have these two guys really accomplished? They had one good season in Philadelphia and you get a head coaching job. Like get out of here. This dude has been consistent has consistently had one of the best offenses in the NFL for years, and he can't get a sniff at a head coaching job. Like get like it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The, the, this is like borderline criminal what they're doing to Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, I mean, I obviously he should be getting more looks at teams, in my opinion. I'm not sure why, but it's it's ridiculous. Like you're saying, he's currently in Ashburn as we're recording, somewhere around DC, meeting with Ron Rivera. Not sure how that's gonna go, but I mean, you know, I, I think he will take another OC job. We talked about this earlier, and I agree with your sentiments here, Carlos, that he will take another OC job to sort of prove a point. Well, it's 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 to it's to shout the doubters up about that, right? Like he like that. It's to prove that like it's not Andy Reid. This is not why I'm successful, right? That like that 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 it's be that that I can do this on my own too. Because clearly that's what's being held against him is, oh, Andy Reid is the as the actual play caller. You know, you just, you know, you know, you, you just, you know, install the game plan. That's it. Right. But Andy Reid is the reason why you guys are successful, which is not true. We all know this is not true. You know, anybody who who actually follows the Chiefs understands this, you know, but clearly, you know, these NFL owners just don't see that for some odd reason and they're making him jump over all these hoops that doesn't make sense again this guy has two super bowls on his mantle he's let you know he's he's been in charge of this offense to three super bowl i'm getting five afc championship games you know three uh you know super bowls in the last four years i don't understand how these jabronis in philadelphia have one good season and both of them get head coaching jobs over a guy who's been doing it consistently for the past five seasons it's I insane. Agree. It's 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 insane, and it's like something has got. There's got to be something wrong here, and 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 you know, obviously, don't. There there might be an obvious thing, right? But and we don't really want to discuss it too much here. But like, you know, it, it's just BS that he has to jump through so many more hoops to to get to the position that he's dreamt of. I agree. I I completely agree. But um, 
Not, I'm not sure. Did I miss anything in terms of uh, recapping this exciting Super Bowl, Carlos? Well, obviously, it was heartbreaking, you know, seeing, you know, Jason Kelsey, you know, lose that. Because, you know, yeah, I, I really, really too. Yeah, I really love Jason Kelsey, you know, despite him being, you know, you know, an eagle like he's it's really hard to hate the guy and you really can't hate the guy. Um, and seeing that moment between him and Travis was awesome. Seeing, you know, their mom, you know, seeing both sides of, you know, her coming to console Jason and then celebrating with Travis, you know, was was awesome. Um, obviously, you know, uh, the the celebrations afterwards were <laughs> awesome. They were they were so cool. It was it was just so awesome to really like, you know, because when the Chiefs won in 2019, you know, I wasn't really necessarily that invested in the chiefs right like I, I i liked them but i wasn't like you know the way i am now where like i'm like yeah i'm a, I'm definitely a fan um so like to to actually like experience this you know uh you know this round of celebrations this super bowl you know with you know with chiefs kingdom and all that it, it was it was awesome like it, it was cool rewinding to the beginning of the game Carlos we're getting a little bit off topic here but it's of course typical Philly faithful to boo the Walter Payton man of the year and Dak Prescott well you know they got what they deserved again Philly fans are you know like it's like man like I'm, I'm like everybody hates on Dallas fans and I get it like we can be obnoxious but we're not like downright rude like that like Guys, like, I understand he's the Dallas Cowboys quarterback and all that, but, like, it's the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Like, it's because he's did something good. Like, he's yeah. doing something good for the community. And you're going to boo him like that? Like, the football gods gave them what they deserve. And, you know, again, I, I really despise Philly fans. They're the worst. Like, they're the worst. They're the scum of the earth, honestly. Like, to be completely honest, like, Philly fans are, I think, the worst fan base ever because they're just obnoxious just to be obnoxious and rude. And it's just like, Hey man, like, you know, like, like again, like the chiefs win the super bowl. What do the chiefs fans do? They have donated like, I think it's like $80,000 to Jason Kelsey's, you know, foundation, you know, but would the, would, would Philly fans do that? No, they'd be out here fucking, or I'm sorry, excuse my French. They'd be out here, um, you know, bragging and being, you, you, you know, peacocking and rubbing it in everybody's face. And it's just like, yeah, that, that's why nobody was rooting for you in the Super Bowl. Like, sure, like they were picking you, but let's be honest, nobody wanted Philly to win the Super Bowl because the, everybody knew that they were going to be insufferable as a fan base had they won. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Ooh, I'm getting my shots off today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good, good content to put into some YouTube reels, a new function here on our streaming platform we're using. But uh, for some reason, um, the ad spots are not working. But once again, would like to um, take this opportunity to thank some of our sponsors, PM Plus Reserves, for all your reserve study needs in the DC metro area, www.pmplusreserves.com. And check out Shenandoah Primitives. They uh, build custom, unique furniture out of recycled barn wood. They deliver such a great product. Once again, Shenandoah Primitives at www.shenandoahprimitives.com. They do great work over there as well. Um, so getting into what I'd like to discuss next um, briefly, 
Carlos is just an overall sort of, this is not really any guided, any sort of way, but sort of your overall um, review of how great this NFL season was and some, some moments that really you really enjoyed. I mean, obviously, like I don't, I don't think this was the best NFL season we'd ever seen. I mean, um, I don't even think this was the best playoffs we'd ever we'd ever seen. I, I actually think these these playoffs were a little boring. I agree. Um, I agree. They were a little boring. Um, but the Super Bowl definitely, uh, I think lived up to the hype. I think that it definitely paid off, um, in a big way. But you know, uh, I think it was just a it was an average season. I mean, there wasn't necessarily a, too much drama, you know, not any crazy storylines. Uh, obviously there was, you know, are the chiefs rebuilding or not storyline, but I mean, for us that knew we were like, eh, you know, we expect the chiefs to still be good, you know? Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it was just, uh, it was just it was just another NFL season. I don't think this is going to be one that's going to be necessarily. I think the Super Bowl is going to be something that's going to be remembered, but I don't think the season as a whole, aside from maybe, you know, of course the you know the tragic uh, you know Demar Hamlin situation and all that. I think that's the only um, thing that will like really stand out from this NFL season. I, I totally forgot to touch on that Demar Hamlin's appearance on the field before the Super Bowl. That was really great. And they did an interview with him pregame too. I just thought that was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yep. Yeah. So uh, from my standpoint, just picking out a few games in general, week one, I remember after, after the first week, we were already discussing what the heck are the Broncos doing? They get Russell Wilson and the Seahawks beat them by a point. Bad coaching. We already started talking about that come week one. And other games, obviously, you have um, the Cowboys week one, Dak Prescott injuring his thumb. Oof, it was doom and gloom for us, uh, you know, yeah. Cowboys fans. And because Cooper Rush came in and did a service. Well, you know, well, let's set the table there. You know, again, we had just come off of that heartbreaking playoff loss to the 49ers and we felt as if the Dallas Cowboys did not do enough in the offseason to improve the team as a matter of fact we thought the team had gotten worse you know and then you know week one we we looked terrible you know offensively and you know we lose to Tampa Bay and then of course Dak Prescott gets injured and we're like oh man now we got to try to do this with Cooper Rush we look like you know we look like doo-doo like you know you know beforehand and then yeah like you said Cooper Rush comes in goes four and one you know, obviously his only loss was to the Philadelphia Eagles um, and, you know, really kept our season afloat and, you know, kind of propelled us to go, you know, to, to kind of match what we did the season before. We went 12 and five again. Um, so, you know, all in all, I, hopefully Dallas sees kind of what Philly has done and, you know, what the Chiefs have also done, too, in terms of replenishing talent and, you know, keeping, you know, talented players around your quarterback because he can't do it all himself. Like, even Mahomes couldn't do it all himself. We saw what happened, you know, during the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay, um, you know, 
and hopefully they learn and you, you know they decide to really make a big effort this offseason to try to get us into at least the NFC championship game and continue the progress that we've seen on the team. Week seven, we traveled to MT Bank Stadium, witnessed the Ravens defeating the Browns 23 to 20. That we and did. down I-95 a little ways. The commanders defeated the Packers 23 to 21. That was obviously when uh, Carson Wentz was injured with his um, index finger thumb, one of those extremities, and Taylor Heineke comes back in, does what he does best. But just going back to week seven, that was, again, a lot of fun doing that in person, the three-man booth. And Yep. Uh, you know, our annual going to an NFL game trip. Of course, we went to FedEx the year before to see the Commanders and Chiefs. And then, of course, this year we, we gave Dan, you know, the Ravens-Browns. Now you guys owe me, and we have to go to Arrowhead. We have to. We have to go to Arrowhead. We have to. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean that going to games. And then I will say Sunday, November 6th, week nine, the Vikings edged the commanders. I was at that game. It was tough to see. And then that evening I was watching on the way home, the Buccaneers and Tom Brady defeating the, uh, the Rams rather, uh, comeback victory. Um, snooze fest. Yeah. What, what a snooze fest. A lot of games that kept you on the edge of your seat, but then it counteracted with a bunch of games that just made you fall asleep. So I, I agree with you. This season wasn't the best, but there were some moments that I'm grateful that I got a chance to witness live in person and some games I got to witness live through a television set. And I, I don't think it's, I, I don't think I'm ready to handle um no NFL football for the next couple of months. Well, it's it going to be tough, really tough. Sucks. But you're going to have to get over it because <laughs> it's it here. Sucks. We all knew it was coming. It sucks. But you, you know, being down in the dumps because the NFL season is over. You can just boost your energy by drinking a can of don't sleep energy. The official energy drink of the Kirby on sports podcast, visit their Amazon site, amazon.com slash shops slash don't sleep. Use discount code Kirby one, two, three, for 10% off your entire order every single time. A few more of our sponsors we'd like to thank throughout the course of this season. Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation, Mark Francis with Icon Real Estate. You can reach him at 540-247-1527 for all your real estate needs in the Winchester surrounding areas. Also, Bear Pest and Termite Services, Shenandoah Music, and Mark Lynch with Guild Mortgage. So... Now, looking ahead, Carlos, I sort of just want to do a brief preview, nothing too major, but the XFL starts this week. Ever since COVID brought it down, um, local team DC defenders, they open up their season at home Sunday at 8 o'clock. They play at Audi Field. 
Oh, he, he, he's got a bottle of Prada. No, 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 not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. No, but, but still, you said it was a good drink. Not though. a sponsor. Not a sponsor. We don't, oh. we, we don't discuss it. All right. Never mind. But um, a- anyways, um, going back to what I was saying, XFL, the defenders open up Sunday at 8. I, I'm not sure. Do we think the XFL is going to be worth watching again? Because I know the first time it was really fun and really entertaining. And uh, especially fans at Audi Field doing the beer snake. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, they, they got to really try to recapture uh, what they, you know, recapture it. You know, it, it, it won't be easy. Again, I, I think it's also a little too soon, you know. I think people do would like a, a you know a small little break between you know XFL and NFL. I feel like it's it's definitely too soon. Um, I think yeah. I mean I I don't know man. I I just uh, <laughs> and the USFL in April. Who the hell cares about the USFL? What a, did, 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 weren't you the one that brought up Philly lost? Uh, yeah, I did. I, I it, it came to my attention that Philly had lost four championships in the span of you know seven months. They lost the USFL championship first, then of course they lost the MLS Cup and the World Series on the same day, um, and then of course they lost the Super Bowl. So uh, you know, <laughs> tough tough go for the city of Philadelphia. But guess what? Your fans, you know, your, your city deserves this because you guys are a bunch of scumbags. So congratulations, you reap what you sow. Yeah, but I I'm really interested to see how the XFL before COVID hit, comparing to now, will be. And I'm well. Just I'm remember, not- it's new. It's 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 new new leadership, new ownership. Of course, now it's run by the Rock instead of Vince McMahon. Um, you know, it's not as many teams. There's, there's some new teams. Um, the San Antonio Brahma Bulls, um, of course the DC defenders are back. There's a couple of same teams. I mean, it will be interesting. Of course, you know, there's new players too. You know, it's not Cardale Jones. who's going to be the quarterback of the defenders. It's going to be, uh, I like Cardale. Uh, I can't say the guy's name. I don't remember the dude's name, uh, for, uh, DC man. Yeah. You, you know, I haven't even looked at a roster or anything. I think uh, I th- he played for the bat the St. Louis Battlehawks uh before and then he and then you know on, on during the first stint if I'm remembering this correctly and then he played for the Kansas City Chiefs for like a season. Let's see. I'm looking. They're they're hyping this up. It looks like um Oh wow. Yeah, it looks like they're almost sold out. Just looking at tickets. Well, you know, again, Audi Field is not the biggest stadium. It only fits a little le- around twenty thousand, maybe a little less. Yeah. Um. So you know, it's a soccer stadium. It's not going to be hard to necessarily sell that game out. Um. You know, and hopefully it's a great atmosphere there. But you know, we'll see. Eric Dungy is the starting quarterback. He came from Syracuse. Eric Dungy. Yeah. Am I doing my thing. Who? Where did the other guy go? Or is he the backup? Um, unless Derek King, there are three quarterbacks oh. on the roster: Jordan Tomu, Derek King, and Eric Dungy. Huh, maybe I was wrong on who the quarterback was. Huh, interesting. Well, I, I'm just scrolling down this list. Um, I don't think there's. Uh, I remember Dungy, and I, I remember seeing his highlights from Syracuse because I did look the guy up. Um, obviously, uh, the King. 
guys from Miami. He played at the U. Yeah. Where did the other guy? I wonder where the other dude went. Oh, interesting. Well, cool. Maybe he uh maybe he dropped out. My information must be old. I don't follow. I I haven't updated myself on Defenders news in a while, so. Yeah. And um Reggie Barlow is the head coach. No idea who that is. Um I don't really know much about him, but Pep Hamilton was the former head coach, but he took a job in the NFL with the Chargers. I believe his last stop was. I'm not sure where he hit, where he is currently, but it's going to be a lot of fun as the um, XFL starts in a couple days. And uh, another good tidbit of news, Carlos, pitchers and catchers report. Baseball is back. Yeah, nobody gives a damn about baseball, dude. I I knew I knew you'd say that. I just wanted to hear your reaction. Yeah, who cares? I mean, we got You don't like baseball? No. <laughs> Baseball's the most uh, unless you go to the actual game itself, it's the most boring thing on television unless it's the World Series. Oh yeah, the World Series. There's is too many games. And the regular season doesn't matter until like maybe the last 20 games, right? Like that's the that that that's it. It's the same thing with the NBA. There's too many games now. I mean, who really cares in anymore? Uh, everybody watches during the playoffs and that's it. You know, it's, it's same thing with college basketball. Nobody watches the regular season, everybody watches March Madness. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh be on the lookout though. Some MLB coverage coming to the Kirby on sports podcast soon, but to wrap things up, Carlos, we have the official standings for the Kirby on sports playoff pick them. Goddamn right. All right. Now do it. Yes. Oh yes. Yes. Carlos. Oh Yes. I know, I know why Dan isn't on here because he didn't want to get shamed for having to buy you dinner. Yes. Am I right? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah, Dan didn't want to come. So here, he, no, no, no. Let me set the picture. Let me set the All picture right. here. Okay, so of course, going into our into the Super Bowl, Kirby was already. He, there was no way he had already lost after the championship because I, I suck. Well, you know, you do. You know, this is your third year or your second year in a row, you know, losing. So you suck, um, you know, it's to start picking with your head and not your biases. Thank you. Um, because if you would have picked the Cowboys, you would have at least tied with Dan and you could have done a tiebreaker. OK, but no, you decided to go with Tom Brady. Um, yes, yes, yes. So you can, you, you can I have officially. Claimed the throne. I will be champion for the next year, of course. Uh, I dethroned Dan, who. Uh, ironically, Kirby, uh, with your record at eight and five last year, you would have tied Dan for first place because Dan won the pickups challenge with an eight and five record. Uh, I, of course, went uh, seven and six, and then you went six and seven. You went below 500. This time you got above 500, so we're making some progress. Hooray. Uh, you still lost, and now you have to eat 48 pancakes in 24 hours. Yeah. We do have to discuss that a little bit. We have to figure out the timing of that because. Now that I think about it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense, uh, but we got to figure it out. <laughs> of course, Dan, you know, get, you know, of course, gave me a run for the money, you know, and and really, you know, and 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 you know, of course, posed the biggest challenge, you know, to overcome. Uh, he comes in second place. The deal, of course, was loser buys the winner dinner. Uh, 
And of course, your boy has two belts, two belts on my shoulders, two belts on the graphic. Your boy is the champion. Okay. I acknowledge me. Put your ones up in the airs, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Acknowledge the head of the table, the tribal chief of this podcast, the Roman reigns of this podcast. I'm going to have a long reign, ladies and gentlemen, because I might as well win this again next year. All right. So get ready. Get ready for the long, long reign. That is Carlos, the Swiss army knife Martinez. Yeah. The world is right. All right now. Congratulations, Carlos. I'm very happy for you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. You know, because, you know, again, uh, you know, I, I, I've, I've, you know, I wake up in the morning and, you know, you know, I piss excellence, you know, uh, <laughs> you know I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a champion for a reason. There's a reason why I got two belts and now you see why, because I'm awesome. Yep. Too bad you don't have the Patrick Mahomes custom belt. I mean, all I have to do is put chiefs logos on this one yeah that that was pretty dope though yeah it looks like my belt i i forgot to mention one last thing about the super bowl chad chad henny is retiring on anything is possible with chad henny so retires a champion love it yeah and he didn't really have uh, he retired with a beer in his hand and a champ shirt and but like what man i i'm surprised you don't have your champs gear on carlos because you can't get any champs gear right now you can't no it's all back ordered yeah dude i already bought it i I already bought some champion gear and it's not going to get here until like may it says really i don't know if that's going to be true but would you get the shirt or the hat i got a new jersey oh there you i can't wait to see that yeah it's just a Travis Kelsey jersey. Oh, there you go. With the Super Bowl logo on it. Oh, the Super Bowl logo. That's probably a very nice addition. Uh, I do but- have to figure out uh, whether I'm going to make Felice pay up on his deal or not. You said make you- him wear a Chiefs helmet. He might go buy me a Chiefs helmet, make him wear it <laughs> instead of a shirt or a jersey. It's, huh. well, well, Carlos, in closing, I know Dan's not on here, but it's been a blast doing this season with you, and it's been a lot of fun, and what what a great way to sort of put a bow on this NFL season by doing the Super Bowl recap with you, my friend. Always a pleasure. Yeah, man. Another season down. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens next year. <laughs> Another season down, indeed. On we're the going to Arrowhead. I don't give a damn what you what you both do. We're going to Arrowhead. You guys owe me this. You owe me this. Uh, that's a long as your champion. Away. As your champion, we're going to Arrowhead. Well, a bow has been wrapped on this NFL season. It's been one hell of a ride. I can't thank Dan Dembski. And Carlos Martinez enough for everything they have given to this podcast over the course of the past couple of months as we look to continue things in a slightly different direction as there is no more NFL football. Once again, Kirby, it's fine. In a couple months, we'll be doing draft coverage. And guess where the draft is this year? It's in Kansas City, boys. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. One of the champions. Let's That's go. right. We're doing it live from Anthony's. Hopefully, Dan can join us this time. I'm not going to hold him to it, but, you know, we'll see. That's right. That is right indeed. But thank you to all of our sponsors once again. PM Plus Reserves, Shenandoah Primitives, Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation, Mark Francis with Icon Real Estate, Barrett Pest and Termite Services, Shenandoah Music, and Mark Lynch with Guild Mortgage. Without our sponsors, the Kirby on Sports Podcast would not be where it is today. Make sure you check out the podcast on all streaming platforms and all social media platforms, along with www.kirbyonsports.com. For Dan Dembski throughout the course of this past season, Carlos Martinez, who joined Your champion. Me. Yes, the champion. I am Josh Kirby. Until the next time you hear us or see us. And the ho no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we do that one, first off, we have to do the actual call that they do in the, in the locker room. How about those Chiefs? Chiefs. And now we can do it. And the, and the home of the Chiefs. The Chiefs, Super Bowl champions. That wraps up another edition of the Kirby on Sports Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Peace out.